Warning, what you are about to hear is not for the faint-hearted. This is their cue to stop listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Cancelled with Cheryl Scott. Today, we're going to start off the show watching this YouTube video. It's been going around for a while, but I think it's just such an interesting video. It is called Quick Point of Personal Privilege, and we're going to watch it and react to it. If we want to defeat capitalism, we are going to need a party that will organize working people to fight for the demands that we want and to win socialism. Thank you so much. Uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point uh, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Privilege. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Okay. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Sam Lewis. Uh, he, him. I'm from the New York City DSA chapter. Um, this very simple amendment is to strike the language about forming um, an independent party. Um, I want, in conversation with the authors of the proposal since, I think we're all um, in agreement that we do want to build a mass organization, political organization of the working class that vies for state power. So it's not uh, an attempt to um, get rid of that shared goal. Uh, the problem with the language as I see it is that it counterposes forming an independent working class party with the tactical use of the democratic line. So it's basically saying in the future we will break with um, our tactical use of the democratic line. I think many of us have an agnostic position on that question, right? We want to um, behave in the most strategic way as um, class politics in this country develops. We don't want to commit to what has historically been a failed strategy in the United States of forming a third-party ballot line. So um, I consider this a, a friendly debate. Um, I will be voting for the uh, proposal whether or not this, um, this passes, uh, but I think it's important to discuss. Thank you. I mean, Whoa. is that something special or what? That was really interesting. I love how at the end he goes, problem with the language. Oh, he goes, problem with the language. The problem with his language is that none of the words make sense when he puts them together. I, it was like that girl at the beauty pageant. Remember when she, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the YouTube, uh, well, I mean, she was ended up on YouTube, but you know, she was some teen pageant, I think from California. Just her nerves <laughs> got the best of her. Saying some outlandish big words that did not go together. <laughs> and you're trying to think maybe you're like, am I dumb? Am I not understanding what they're saying? And I genuinely for a second was thinking that I'm like, hold on, <laughs> like, let me write down some of this stuff. But I was like, hold on. No, no. Just because you have a lot of big words and you put them together doesn't mean all the 
those big words make sense together. It's like if you're throwing a lot of verbiage without any sort of... Right. There's no purpose behind them. I mean, what a nice platform to be able to just say whatever you want. I like that first guy. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was going in a more... Like I wanted to hear what else people were going to say. I thought it was kind of going to be a back and forth. But the first guy where he's like, he, him. (laughs) Can you keep it down? You know, it's just really hard for me to to pay attention. And then the next guy is just like... He took it to the next level. He's like, personal privilege. Please don't refer to yourself as a he or him. We don't need these gender identifications. Fuck you and your gender. Oh my hetero, God. Hetero genitive. Oh, norms. I thought that was so funny. But I mean, what a long way to come to start, you know, referring to yourself. I mean, I'm. I guess I go by she, her. I mean, fucking Christ. Why are we having to walk around pointing out the obvious? If something's different, that's fine. And you can just let people know as as you go along your life. But I think you should decide who you want to talk to about it. You know what I mean? It has yeah. to feel right. But there's no need for I, whatever it was. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I think to specify, I mean, now I know on Instagram, you can actually put that on your profile. Oh, they encourage it now. You can put like she, her, or he, him, they, them. See, this is better. This is the world I'm that we live in. still practicing these new, the new microphone setup. Finally, we leveled up people. Yeah, this is an upgrade. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah. Quite entertaining. Do you feel the need to watch this video one more time? Yeah, let's give it one more go. I just feel like there's so much going Happening. on there. I, I need to understand so many, his like, verbiage one more time. So many nuggets of ridiculous. If we want to defend. Hold on, lady. She's I'm so like, first of all, what's she's the, so gung ho about it. So we, I was given no context of what this video was. I just that's was given true. the name of it. Quick point of personal privilege, and I guess that is what it is. It's a short video, two minutes. Yeah. So if seconds. you look up point of personal privilege, it's something that. So you say that because you really want to be like, listen, this is important. What you're about to say. Okay. So now I think we're using it a little bit haphazardously. Okay. Is it like Princess Bride, where he's like that? inconceivable not quite and the guy's like I think you're using that word for the wrong reasons (laughs) okay so so there's a bit of that going on okay and then I believe this is some sort of college campus college experience whatever it is and they're discussing some sort of amendment it's an open forum of some sort okay right so it's an open forum of I heard socialism I I heard heard, what other words did we hear Obviously, the gendered language was the a big one. The language reform, something so about, he said something like breaking with the use of, they want to break up the use of the Democracy Party or something Yeah, like just so many different. The Democratic Party. So and, many things were going on. So we're going to take a moment and watch it again. If we want to defeat capitalism, we are going to need a party that will organize working people to fight for the demands that we want and to win socialism. Thank you so much. Right, right uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay. Is there a speaker against name, chapter, pronoun? Point of personal privilege. (laughs) Yes. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. He sounds like one of the guys from Step Brothers. Okay. <laughs> the best part is her reaction. Where, oh, I gotta pause this. The best part is her reaction of just flabbergasted. She does not know how to respond to whatever was just came her way. She's like, "Thank you, comrade." Deer in headlights. Comrade is special. Okay, we're gonna continue. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Sam Lewis, uh, he, him. I'm from the New York City DSA chapter. Um, 
this very simple amendment is to strike the language about forming um, an independent party. Um, I want, in conversation with the authors of the proposal since, I think we're all um, in agreement that we do want to build a mass organization, political organization of the working class that vies for state power. So it's not uh, an attempt to um, get rid of that shared goal. Uh, the problem with the language as I see it is that it counterposes forming an independent working class party with the tactical use of the democratic line. So it's basically saying in the future we will break with um, our tactical use of the democratic line. I think many of us have an agnostic position on that question, right? We want to um, behave in the most strategic way as um, class politics in this country develops. We don't want to commit to what has historically been a failed strategy in the United States of forming a third-party ballot line. So um, I consider this a, a friendly debate. Um, I will be voting for the uh, proposal whether or not this um, this passes, uh, but I think it's important to discuss. I mean, there's so much Thank coming you. at you, especially in that last part. I could barely keep up. No. Tactical, he said tactical, tactical use. What else did he say? There was some other ones. There was a couple other things, but I swear I'm like. A, an agnostic position. On oh yeah. Like what the fuck does that mean? I'm like, <laughs> does he know what that means? That's not how you I use that word. I felt he just was throwing in, again, big words. Mm -hmm. I'd like to think. I tried to understand. <laughs> Try to give like, them the listen. benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I was like, listen, really give it give it the thought. But then something about counterposing the third party ballot line. and mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that part I understood in the sense that the third party has always been tricky. We've always had two parties. So that was literally the only thing that made sense to me in all of and, the words that he said. And he said so pretty much that they were trying. I thought he was saying that they were trying to create a third party of people that wanted to build an organization that is similar to both parties that vies for state power power because that's what he said and I was like uh he's trying to start that that I don't I didn't understand he said See, whether or I, not this I passes that. I could fucking watch this all day there is so much going on it's almost like you need to record it on a little mini tape recorder and listen to it pause it where you need to pause it because yes. every single phrasing is like a juicy nugget clue of what the fuck is he saying yes yes amazing. He throws me off. Yeah. This video takes me into something that's been happening. I believe that's been happening in America. The rise of narcissism. Everyone is showing a lot of narcissistic traits that make it exhausting to navigate yourself in the world if you are someone who is not of those traits. Definitely. I do see it. I think there's this rise of people that are thinking to, it could be because of social media, but who knows that now they're just kind of like, I am important. I am better than most people I'm the greatest me 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 and they're so absorbed with themselves and how an image of them is perceived by someone else that I think it makes them become obsessed with themselves to a degree mm -hmm. if all your energy is spent looking at yourself in that regard right that's your whole world but I mean of course there's narcissist people narcissistic behavior that is in people before social media and yeah. in marriages you know you see like those 1950s or 60s mm -hmm. movies and they're living with their husband that's like it's it's all about me and I'm the working husband and I provide and you're mm -hmm. a stay-at-home wife and mm -hmm. you have minimal importance to the world. So I do, obviously, it's been going on for a really long time. I don't really know the history. How do you even realize that you've become so obsessed with yourself? 
Well, I think that that behavior has been around. I think the more people were able to put out information about themselves and get that validation, like that is something with the internet. And then you don't have to seek it out in real life. Mm-hmm. It distorts your priority. Right. You get so wrapped up in this one thing. I mean, I could not imagine looking at myself every single day doing the same thing, trying to like make it be this certain way. I could never be a celebrity. No. I, I do. A part of you has to be somewhat you know where do, where does the line come between confidence being conceited and then being a narcissist yeah the narcissism is interesting okay so you said being confident being conceited confident. so i feel like conceited is when it's not true it's an overcompensation for not being that way that you're swinging too far in terms of that behavior and then when you're confident there's a groundedness a grounded energy that you have right so that's sort of how i would take it Base those levels. Yeah. Narcissist is the extreme. Narcissist is just a complete lack of awareness of other people and just a need to succeed and move forward. And in the animal kingdom, he would be just spraying his urine and semen all over the place. It's about me. Yeah. (laughs) I just got a mental image of that. I guess there's, I mean, I'm sure there's specific traits for people that are narcissistic. I'm sure one is, yes, a very crazy ideal image they have of themselves and that they need to keep true to other people. Maybe like a lie or facade that they're like, I am this person and you have to believe it. And the more you believe it, the more it makes me feel better. Maybe it's Mm. a, some sort of fixation they have to have for themselves, a validation. I don't know. It makes me think of who do I know in my life that's possibly narcissistic. I've met a couple and then I've met people that have narcissistic traits more so. Yeah. Like they're, cause I feel like if you're a full blown narcissist, Mm -hmm. there is a certain sociopathy that happens. There's a sinister and evil way of being when you're full blown. I think of a full, uh, if we're movie relating it, Mm -hmm. I would think What's his name from American Psycho? Oh, yeah. Christian Bale. Yeah. Like Foley has this image of himself as a successful businessman. I remember he gets even weird with the other actor, Jared Leto, in the movie about their business cards. Mm. Like it comes down to the paper quality of their business card. It's like every single person they view is their competitor. Yes. It has to be about me. Isn't that exhausting? And then obviously the way he takes care of himself. Yeah. He finds himself very important. Therefore, everyone else should find him very important. I also think it's interesting that movie took place in the 80s because the 80s was a really interesting time where there was a surplus of new money, a surplus of new money and a surplus of cocaine. Oh, damn. You know what I mean? And cocaine can ignite that confidence. Oh, man. I mean, it was out of control. It was about like bragging and showing off the latest. That grandiose sort of like lifestyle of I live this way and Mm -hmm. everything is accessible. Yeah. Drugs and drugs in the 80s, I'm sure. And money. Yeah. So much money. And it was just like so crazy. But I feel like there's that similar theme of what's happening today through social media. It's like people, they flex on social media, showing off all the things that they have. It's so, again, fueled in narcissism. And then also the way how social media is set up, the more you do it, the more you need to do it because everything is so instant. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not constantly doing something or putting something out, it feels like it's really easy for you to get lost. Yeah, you're no longer... You're no longer important in the algorithm. You're not relevant. If you don't have a social media platform, you're not relevant. Mm -hmm. I want to say, I feel like a lot of celebrities, especially young celebrities, have super narcissistic tendencies. And I hate to like relate it to them, but 
I guess that's what's shoved in our face. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm on Instagram. I watch TikTok videos. I try to keep up with the youth. Oh my God, I called them youth. But I will say the whole TikTok thing is very interesting where these, they're essentially kids. They're kids. They're so young, late teens, early 20s. And all of a sudden, based off these dance moves, little clippy dance moves to a portion of a song, Mm -hmm. they're millionaires and famous overnight overnight that confidence or power alone for a kid how is you, insane how do you even prepare for something like that just, and an idea that this is what kids today aspire to they're like well i'm going to be an influencer do you think narcissism then is a born trait or it's a behavior trait that's both. developed both i think that people who have that apathy that is a brain disorder you know psychological illness there's mm-hmm. something missing in yeah. you and then i think that narcissistic traits are nurtured so kids in general they don't know anything but themselves so they're gonna lean toward their world it's right. it's their thing and so you have to check them yeah. and let them know they're born in a little bubbles yeah especially because now even parents are recording their kids at such a young age for memories whatever Ugh, I miss pictures, pictures that you can actually like physically touch and go through. Yeah. That's like a clip of a memory that you can't really, there's no changing it. And honestly, you have so much that you have nothing. There are, if you really get into it, you can take endless pictures and you're taking endless pictures always. It's too much to look through. It's but too it's mu- not, not even half the time if it's candid or not, but it's like when you're putting your kid in, I mean now... <sighs> just pictures for I mean there's pictures and there's videos for everything there's the baby revealing bullshit parties the 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 gender reveal parties I don't know people just become so obsessed with what can I show on Mm -hmm. these pictures your baby's two months old now I'm gonna put them next to like two slices of pizza yeah and take a picture of them yeah because everything is stylized and like here's what's happening in my life here is what's happening in my world and it is it is very weird I was thinking even on these videos okay of these people even these TikTok people that get famous for like yes these little clips and they become super viral and And now brands are starting to see them as possibly ambassadors for their brand and possibly, you know, little salespeople. Oh, yeah, there are are deals to be made. It's money signs. You know, you're popular. You're the new now next. Okay, great. Meanwhile, psychologically, this kid's thinking, I'm the new now great. I'm amazing. I'm so important to all these people. I matter. So now the content I put out matters. Now everything I do matters. So it's like they're making these grand videos and they're alone in this big ass mansion Mm -hmm. or something. And I'm like, what happens when the camera turns off? Yeah. What? What? Are you cleaning up that tub that you put all the M&Ms in to take a picture in to make a video? Who cleans that up? Who does that? You build this thing for people to see so you can be like, this is what I'm doing and it's so cool. It's so new. It's so now next and I'm still important. I have to contain that relevance and still sell. You start to like psychologically, I think, feel that need. You're like, Mm -hmm. I need it. I don't want it anymore. I need it. And it's kind of sad. These poor kids, I feel like they go through this. They go through this stage of, yes, I am confident. It's okay to feel confident and great in your body. And then they go through a conceited stage where they're thinking, okay, I am kind of better than people and I do sort of have this power. So when I go to this restaurant, I'm going to talk to this person that way. Or I'm going to snub this person because, you know, you hear these stories of waitresses that are like, I'm going to rate the five celebrities that have come into my restaurant that have been rude. And then they go through this narcissistic phase where they're like, no, it is about me. And I am the only thing that matters. Mm -hmm. And the people in my life need to realize I'm important. I'm the one that pays their bills. I'm this, I'm that in their life. And everything becomes about you. It doesn't matter how other people feel or how you're making them feel. It's 
well, I'm going through this. And you would think they have a decent amount of yes men around them. They probably do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially if you have that power, you're making the money, you have the fame. More often, people will cater to you, especially newer people in your life, than not. What's that other they call most, I guess, narcissist gaslight? Gaslighting. Yes. Yes. Gaslighting is an interesting thing where, say there's two people talking, the guy and the girl. Obviously, fucking men, all you men, always gaslight. Just kidding. You can't speak in absolutes, people. It's ridiculous. Anyways, so say the girl is suspicious that the guy is gambling and she's like, okay, honey, I think you're gambling. And he goes, no, no, no. And just excuse, excuse. And then some time goes by. And then again, like, wait a second, why is this missing from our account or whatever it is? You're, you know, where were you for hours when we were in Vegas? Whoopsies. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, he just blows it off and talks his way out of it and makes the woman think that she's crazy for thinking that in the first place. He'll be like, how dare you say something? I went shopping and I bought you this present when he was actually off doing God knows what and making her believe that all those thoughts that she has, her intuition essentially is wrong. That's gaslighting. I would think that's most definitely a quality of someone that is narcissistic. Oh, yeah. So it goes like hand in hand. Oh, my God. You know? No, I was just thinking of people. I mean, I would hate to say who I think in my life is possibly narcissistic. Uh. But wow, I feel <laughs> growing up, definitely. Mm-hmm. I feel I probably had someone in my life that made me feel that it was about them. And it was more important how they felt or what they were going through rather than me or my own things. And then when I did think my things were maybe important to bring up, no, 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 you know, that's not even think of what I'm going through. And it's they like, would turn it back. On yeah. Themselves. They're like, think of, think of how much more stress I have because your kid problems, I have adult problems. It's like interesting to think about. I'm like, oh my God. Ugh. Yeah. I guess it could be very easy to be in relationships where you don't even realize you're being. I think they start off slow. So they charm you. And, and that's, that's part how, of it, their yeah, charm. They like get you tangled in their web of I, charm. I have a great family life. I have a great job. So many girls want me, you know? Mm-hmm. You should be lucky to have me. I could see that. Yeah. Even girls. Yeah. I'm super hot. I'm so sexy. And look at all the stuff I have. Look at the Gucci mm-hmm. I wear and blah, blah, blah. Designer mm-hmm. this, designer that. And you should be lucky to have me. I've never understood that. Yeah. Again, that goes back to overcompensation. You know, that conceit. It's not confidence. That way of behaving. Confidence. It's not the same. And I think that's also the difference between a level of sexy in somebody. If they're confident. It exudes. It exudes. And you feel you feel them being grounded. Mm hmm. A humbleness. Yeah. A more comfortable in my skin sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, a part of being confident is helping people to just sort of be at ease. And I think, well, yeah, and comfortable with themselves and finding a confidence in themselves. Mm -hmm. If you can make someone else feel just as good as you're feeling, Mm -hmm. you're winning. Yeah. When you're confident, you can help someone let their guard down and then maybe something a little bit more genuine can come through. I'm trying to think if I myself have ever been overly confident or if someone may have thought I was conceited or narcissistic even not to bring it back on myself. Oh my God, narcissist. No, but honestly, the thing is, it would be yes. Yes to all of those right. things because people are going to interpret however they want, regardless of how you mean it. So just because they interpret it a certain way doesn't mean that was necessarily how you were feeling or right. what you were thinking at that moment. I've never been super confident about appearance or beauty things like that. Mm-hmm. 
but I have been super, super confident and even maybe like a little conceited, narcissistic, cocky, whatever you want to call it about my athletic ability. So like super competitive and things like that. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll do you in this or I'll do that. I mean, even if I don't, I still will maintain that sort of talk and boast myself up because I'm like, oh, fight I am to great. The end. Yeah, I'm like, yes. I am great. I am the best. <laughs> and I like thinking that about myself sometimes. I'm really loving this conversation because I just think that there's so much ridiculousness that goes with the narcissism. Mm-hmm. And some of this point of personal privilege is narcissism coupled with this sense of being a pussy. You are just so overly sensitive to something that you feel entitled or justified saying it. He was like, don't use this thing because I said so, but you're in a public area. Like, let's just agree that there's a general way to behave and operate amongst that pleasantry and not expect to know every single thing about every person because that's literally impossible. Right. What do they say? Don't assume you make an ass out of you and me. Yeah. And I think everyone today assumes. It's so confusing what they're doing. I mean, if you think about just general communication and being able to come to an understanding, two people communicating is really a big deal. And you have to understand what the words mean. You have to both agree this word means this thing in order to communicate. So all of a sudden changing it Just because you change it doesn't really mean anything on that greater level. Everyone's interpretation is different. Yeah. So, you know, at the same time, well, I don't agree, but okay, then we dis- we agree to disagree. I feel like this generation is going to be like, oh, no, no, no. They're correcting so many things. It's actually scary. Yeah. And the basis of it is based off of how they feel. And it's very subjective. Please do not use gendered language to, c- to address everyone. New episodes dropping every Wednesday.